أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على السلام حي على الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقرنا في بيوتكن ولا تبرجن تبرج الجاهلية الأولى وقمنا الصلاة وآتينا الزكاة واطعنا الله ورسوله إنما يريد الله ليذهب عنكم الرجس أهل البيت ويطهركم تطهيرا صدق الله العظيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم صوموا يوم عاشورا وخالفوا فيه اليهود فصوموا يوما قبله أو يوما بعده أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام My dear respected brothers and elders The turn of the Islamic New Year And the first 10 days of the month of Muharram Is a time when various emotions are stirred up within the Muslim Ummah And naturally so that it is during this period That we are reminded of a lot of significant occasions that took place in the history of Islam. Beginning with the first year of Hijri, Hijrat. You should understand that why was Hijrat, why is it called the Hijri calendar? This in itself is a very important moment in the history of Islam. That why does our calendar, we are now 1444 years or 1445 years away from that occasion in which the entire direction of the ummah changed or Islam took a direction for the better, took a turn for the better at this point. We find that there could have been many incidences during the, the history of Islam from which we could have chosen or which Rasulullah could have chosen that this is the year in which our Islamic in the stats. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam could have chosen the date, the occasion of his birth, or could have chosen the occasion of, of, of Nubuwat when, when Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam first came to him. Or he could have chosen the occasion of, of when Islam 
when the completion of the Quran took place. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam chose this occasion of hijrat as a lesson for this ummat. That, that, why is it, oh, that when we, when we, when we change the new year, we should ponder over this time. That it was during this occasion, firstly, this was the greatest sacrifice that every one of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum who were alive at the time took. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, how difficult it was for him to leave Makkah, Mukarramah and go to Medina, Munawwara. But on account of the sacrifice, on account of this qurbani, on account of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, leaving his birth land, leaving his childhood home, leaving the place where his family was found, where his, where, where his Father, his father, where his father lived, where his grandparents lived, where his uncle Abu Talib used to live as well, leaving the company of the Kaaba Musharrafa and then going to Medina Munawwara. This qurbani, this sacrifice, not only of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, but of the Sahaba radiyallahu taala anhum as well. Hazrat Abu Bakr radiyallahu taala anhu, Hazrat Umar radiyallahu taala anhu, Hazrat Usman, Hazrat Ali radiyallahu taala anhum. They also made these sacrifices and all the other sacrifices of the Sahaba radiyallahu taala anhu were found in. At the time. They undertook the sacrifice and they went to Badira Munawwara. We find in that time when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in Makkah Mukarramah, people were accepting Islam, but in very small quantities. But once the sacrifice was undertaken, then you find that the entire mannerism in which the Muslims were living at that time was turned on its head. And that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, firstly they began practicing on being open. And then people began to accept Islam in abundance. So this is why we begin our Islamic New Year from the year of Hijri. Thereafter going into the month of Muharram itself. In almost, well from the very inception of the month, the first of Muharram, already we are reminded of, of the Shahadat or the martyrdom of Hazrat Umar He was stabbed on the 25th or 26th of Zul Hijjah. But his day of Wafat, the day that he passed away, was the first of Muharram. This was a person who was extremely close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Like I mentioned, the month of Muharram brings about different uh, emotions within the ummah. This is one of the emotions that we, we have to be reminded of. That the passing away of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the circumstances in which he passed away, and how he gave his life for the sake of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What was his connection to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? That Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was so desirous of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu accepting Islam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, grant Islam some honor, some strength. So being Hisham was Abu Jahl. Oh Hazrat Umar bin Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu prior to that was one of the greatest enemies of Islam. But he comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that very morning he had the intention of assassinating Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ulama explained that this was the depths of kufr. That a person wants to assassinate the Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The morning he wakes up in that condition, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala changed his heart. By that evening already he became one of the closest people to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was a lion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used to assist the Muslims. In that when he, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the other sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, when they made hijrat, 
in the darkness of the night without informing anyone they left they left and they went to Medina Munawwara when Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu made hijrat what did he do he first went and he made adhan and he read salah loudly in front of the Kaaba and then he went and stood on top of the mountain with his bow on his back his sword in his hand and he announced to the kuffar to the disbelievers that that I am now going to be making hijrat to Medina Munawwara. Whosoever of you want your wives to become widows and your children to become orphans, then you all try and stop me from making hijrat. This lion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the lion of Islam, when he had accepted Islam, the Muslims began to practice Islam a little bit more openly. He used to read salah in the, in the precincts of the Kaaba without any concern of being tormented or traumatized. Or tortured by the mushrikeen. And this is the month in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose for him to become the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His life, his death, and his qabr bear witness to the closeness that he had to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That even during the lifetime of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one gathering mentioned Hazrat Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr fil jannah, Umar fil jannah. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu is in Jannah. Rasulullah Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is guaranteed Jannah. So many times Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu say that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered a gathering on the right hand side Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu on the left hand side Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. They would enter a garden they would find Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sitting on the right hand side Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu on the left hand side Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. This signified the closeness of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And thereafter we find that his shahadat took place as well in the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that was his dua as well he used to continuously make this dua and this is dua that we should make as well that Allahumma rzuqna shahadatan fi sabilik waj'al mawtana fi baladi habibik sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Allah grant us shahadat grant us martyrdom in your part and make our mawt in the in the country or in the home of hometown of your beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah ta'ala made it such whilst many would have assumed that these two were impossible for him to attain Shahadat, he would have to come out of the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that not only was it in the land of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but it was within the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that his shahadat began. And thereafter, he was buried next to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, dictating his closeness to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after both. There is a reason that we have to remind ourselves constantly that Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu was close to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because we find unfortunately during this time of the year, during the month of Muharram, there will be those who claim to be Muslims. Yet they will insult Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. The reply to this is that you may say whatever you want to say. But the way Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is buried is, is an indication to his closeness to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And thereafter, my dear brothers, we come to the 10th of Muharram. This is a day which holds significance in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the extent that prior to Hijrat or prior to the coming of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, many significant occasions took place on this day. Today is the 9th of Zulhijjah, tomorrow is the 10th of Zulhijjah, I mean, 10th of Muharram. He mentioned that Musa alayhi salatu was salam, rewaid of Musa de Ahmad, that Musa alayhi salatu was salam, this is the day that he was finally freed from the persecution of Fir'aun. This is the day 
see that Fir'aun was down and Musa والسلام, was finally freed. With regards to other Anbiya والسلام, there were significant occasions as well that took place on the 10th of Muharram. And a riwayat of Bukhari that Rasulullah prior to the Buat, prior to Wahi, prior to Jibreel والسلام, coming to him, Rasulullah used, uh, used to observe the fast of the 10th of Muharram. Right until when Rasulullah went to Medina Munawwara. Then Rasulullah sees that the Jews as well are fasting on this day. So when he asks the Jews, or when the Sahaba bring it to his attention, that the Jews are also fasting on this day like we are fasting. So when he inquires as to why they are fasting, and they reply that it is in, in honor of the salvation of, uh, of, of Musa والسلام, taking place on this day, Rasulullah replies that that we have more rights to Musa والسلام, than them. And it was the desire of Rasulullah that the next year Rasulullah instructed the Sahaba as well that the Jews are fasting on this day, we are fasting on this day. That there should not be any resemblance between us and the Jews. That we should fast not only on the 10th of Muharram, but that we should be different to the Jews, even with regards to our fasting. So we'll fast on the day of Ashura, and the day preceding it, meaning today, or the day after it, meaning, the, meaning Sunday, this year, the 11th of Muharram. So Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, used to take this fast of Ashura, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, passed away, left, made parada from this world, before he could act upon the commandment that he gave to the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum. Before the next Muharram, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, departed from this world. But nevertheless, the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum, held on to this command and desire of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that we will, we will make mukhalafat, we will oppose the Jews in this fasting. But this is a lesson for us, lesson for us as well. Somebody asked the question, that, that now we find that the Jews have left this fasting of this. Or maybe they have mixed up the days, or they are not following the same calendar. So they do not fast on the 10th of Muharram anymore. But should we, so would it be okay for us to continue fasting on the 10th of Muharram? But my dear brothers, we should understand that the commandment of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was to show a desire of Rasulullah to make us understand that we are not like other nations, that we are not like the other the people of the past, neither like are we like the idolaters, the mushrikeen, that we are a nation who are individual, we are recognizable by our appearance, by the way we submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by the way we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by our desires, by our by, by, by by our hopes and dreams, that we should not be like the same like the disbelievers, those who hate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who hate the summat, the haters of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa But rather, we are followers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we are followers of the desire of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Which is why, my dear brothers, not only with regards to fasting, but every aspect of our lives, we should look at how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did it. 
And what was the desire of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Like the command that was given to the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Tomorrow being the 10th of Muharram, a lot of people express love for Ahlul Bayt. With regards to Ahlul Bayt, who are Ahlul Bayt? And with regards to the love of Ahlul Bayt, understand that love for Ahlul Bayt is not only restricted to this period in the time of the Islamic year. But love for the Ahlul Bayt is for us as Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is throughout the year. That we should not only be proclaiming love for Ahlul Bayt. And also our love for Ahlul Bayt should be directed in the correct manner. The ayah that I recited at the beginning, Ya Nisa and Nabi, Lastunnaka ahadim minan Nisa. That O wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are not like ordinary women. Some commandments came to the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And by extension to the wives of the Muslim Ummah at large, that do not be sweet when you are, when, when they are now mahram men listening to your speech. What will happen if you speak in a sweet tone? That, that, that those who have some sickness in their hearts, they will become inclined towards you, they will become attracted towards you. Thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, these ayat, I will not expound on it. These are the lessons found in this. Are lessons for us for eternity, my dear brothers. But it is going to take a lot of time. A few minutes that I have left will not be able to do justice to these ayat. Inshallah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us another opportunity, perhaps we can spend more time on these ayat. But just for us to understand who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing. Ya Nisa and Nabi, Lastun Naka Hadim min al Nisa, in Taqitun Nafala Tahda Nabil Kol, Wakarna fi Buyuti Kunna Wala Tabarajna Tabaruj al Jahili Yetin Ula, Wakimna Salata wa Atina Zakata wa Tina Rahawa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives various commandments to the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That one is, do not be sweet in your speech. Do not come out of your house unnecessarily. Establish salah. Wa'atina zakah, give zakah. Wa'ati'na Allah wa rasulah and obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So somebody might assume that these stringent rules that are being implied, what are these for? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala further on specifies, إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ لِيُذْهِبَ عَنْكُمُ the ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has, has implicated these laws. Why? So that you, O Ahlul Bayt, that, that you may be purified. It's indicating that the first Ahlul Bayt, well, the household of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the Azwaj al-Mutahharat was the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We find, find, unfortunately, this has to be mentioned, that those who lay claim to be lovers of Ahlul Bayt, the first people that they exclude from Ahlul Bayt is the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not only do they exclude the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from being Ahlul Bayt, but unfortunately they will begin curses, they will begin cursing, and they will be, begin abusing and accu- accusing the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of various uh, haram, etc. The first people who can lay claim to be Ahlul Bayt of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thereafter, those who Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have mentioned that, oh Allah, that these are my Bayti, this is my family. When he called Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha and he called Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu and the grandchildren of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
They were also will be counted by extension by the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They will be counted from amongst the Ahlul Bayt, the, 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 the family of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this tenth of Muharram that has come upon us, let us utilize this, my dear brothers, this occasion to fulfill that desire of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Number one, to oppose the disbelievers, the enemies of Islam. That not only with regards to our fasting, but every aspect of our life. What of the ulama explained when the, when, the, when the plight of the Palestinians was brought to him. He explained that we want the Jews to come out from the lands of the believers. We want the Yahudis to come out from the land of the believers. But we ourselves are not prepared to take out the Yahudi yet from our lives. That what they are telling us to wear, we will wear. What they are telling us to do, we will do. What they are telling us to put in our homes, we will put in our homes. What they are telling us to watch, we will watch. All of this is Yahudiya. Through these things, they are inculcating their various agendas. Like we found in the last week or so. That is one show that or movie or whatever it was. A children, what is supposed to be... The target audience is supposed to be children. But the people that went to see it after that began regretting it. That what filth was put into that. What agendas were put into that. To corrupt the minds of the children. To corrupt the, the growing minds of the children, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. Thereafter people began writing articles against this, that you should not go and watch this. My dear brothers, everything that comes out from Yahud, Yahud, for lack of a better word, every one of this, my dear brothers, has some Yahudiyat in it, some agenda in it. As a whole, take it out of our lives. Opposing the Yahud is not only with regards to this fast of the month of Muharram, but my dear brothers, every aspect of our lives. Let us Take lesson from this. <laughs> Time has has elapsed. I was going to link the incident of Karbala as well, with regards to opposing the Yahudiyat. But this as well is a, is a is an example for us. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gives us the understanding. الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا المصطفى الذي أرسل إلى الناس بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحدوا الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن طاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعصي الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن 
المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا نساء النبي لستنك احد من النساء ان تقيتن فلا تخضعن بالقول فيطمع الذي في قلبه مرض وقلنا قولا معروفا وقرن في بيوتكن ولا تبرجن تبرج الجاهليه الاولى واقمن الصلاه واتينا الزكاه وطعنا الله ورسوله انما يريد الله ليذهب عنكم الرجس اهل البيت ويطهركم تطهيرا بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القران العظيم ونفعنا واياكم بما فيه من الايات والذكر الحكيم اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص الله ورسوله فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه واشدهم في امر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه واصدقهم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه واقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمه سيده نساء اهل الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزه اسد الله واسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفره ظاهره وباطنه لا تغادر ذنبا رضي الله تعالى عنه وعن كل الصحابه اجمعين الله الله في اصحابي لا تتخذهم غرضا من بعده فمن احبهم فبحبه احبهم ومن ابغضهم فببغضي ابغضهم وخير امتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انصر الاسلام المسلمين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم واهد من خذل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه واقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون قال الله تعالى فاذكروا لي اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون سيتن سفاني تشارك في زين لاين ايسان سالفون سدوت لي الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين اذا زلزلت الارض زلزالها واخرجت الارض اثقالها وقال الانسان ما لها يومئذ تحدث اخبارها بان ربك اوحى لها يومئذ يصدر الناس اشتاتا ليروا اعمالهم فمن يعمل مثقال ذره 
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر إنه كان توابا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين العاقبة المتقين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إن كنا من الظالمين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكون من الخاسرين اللهم اشرح صدورنا للإسلام وحبب لنا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره لنا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا نسلك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك وغضبك والنار اللهم إنا نسلك الجنة وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل ونعوذ بك من النار وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل اللهم فرج هم المهمومين ونفس كرب المكروبين وقد الدين عن المدينين واشف مرضانا ومرض المسلمين رب ارحمهما كما ربيانا صغرا اللهم إنا نسلك من كل خير ما سألك منه عبدك ونبيك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما سعادك منه عبدك ونبيك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المؤثرين والحمد لله